Well, praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. Look, I'm getting ready to share some what I call classic podcast messages. This is the General of Deliverance podcast. And guys, I'm taking a few moments. These messages that you are listening at right now, they are a part of my classics. These were messages that I had done a number of years ago, but the message and the word is relevant for today. And I thought I would bring them out of the archive and share them with you guys. So right now, what you are listening to is the General of Deliverance podcast. And this is classic podcast from the general. There will be different subjects. So I trust you to enjoy this word of the Lord from this classic of the General of Deliverance, Apostle Dr. Ivory Hopkins, classic podcast messages. God bless you. Now enjoy. And don't forget like and subscribe you that are on youtube you that are on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, or whatever vehicle we're using don't forget to to subscribe don't forget to friend and subscribe for the general of deliverance classic podcast messages god bless you now sit back and enjoy this powerful message by apostle dr ivory hopkins the general of deliverance god bless you soldiers As I said, amen, tonight it is on. First of all, I would like to give praise to the captive of my salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, someone hears me talk about the general of deliverance. Let me tell you something. That's general with a small g according to Jesus. Does everybody understand me? It's purely just a military, a.k.a., amen, a symbolic, I like to put it in the devil's face, just a symbolic thing of, of, of guerrilla warfare. I see myself as a military soldier. A general training troops to fight. Look at your neighbor and say, train to fight. Train to fight. Amen. If you're scared, go home. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? We have been trained, amen, to fight. You do the job and get her done. Tonight, we want to take time right now, first of all, and I want you all to pray along with me because we're going to bust some devils, amen, not only on this video, but we want to bust some devils, amen, that Python has affected the body. How many know Python likes to join the body? Likes to infiltrate the body. He likes to become a part of the body. Amen. And he likes to do it in a stealth way. So I want you to open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 16, but we're going to pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I come against that demon that originated in Delphi. I come against that spirit right now that is a spirit that likes to mimic the prophetic. That demon that likes to infiltrate the church and Take the breath out of the people. That spirit that has a tendency, amen, to wrap itself around you and cut off the life spring. In the name of Jesus, I ask you right now, Father, to destroy its work. Lord God, I call down right now in Jesus' name as Paul shook that snake off of his head and shook it in the fire. I call the fire of God against Python. The anointing of God against Python. In the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, I thank you that we got the Holy Ghost and fire. And just as Moses' serpent, amen, licked up the serpent of Pharaoh, Lord God, let the anointing of God right now lick up, destroy, totally scatter, and whip into pieces Python and all of his work. Gut him, kill him, take him out. In Jesus' name. 
And Father, we ask you to execute upon them. In Jesus' name, we as a body, we tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You will not mimic the prophetic. You will not cut off the gifts from flowing. Tonight, I challenge this demon that has strangled the gifts, hindered the people from flowing in Jesus' name. And Lord God, we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Now we're going to want to, amen, I want you to go to the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 18. And look, tonight, amen, we got everybody in here, we appreciate it, amen. Tonight, when we go to hit this spirit, amen, I want you, amen, you that are, listen, and I'm talking to intercessors, I'm talking to the workers, I'm talking to all people in here, but I want you to understand that this demon was so bold in the book of Acts that it identified where the church was at. And then it was so brash and so brazen that it decided that it will go join as if the church couldn't recognize it. Somebody says as if the church couldn't recognize it. In short, baby girl, the spirit of Python has the ability to be so contra, so stealth, so hidden that it will go into the church and it will even try to mingle within good believers who are actually living right and counterfeit. Somebody say he's a counterfeiter. He is a counterfeiter of the anointing. If he cannot strangle, if Python cannot cut off the anointing, he'll counterfeit it. He's a mixture. This demon is. It was first worshipped in Delphi. And here was what it says concerning Python. It was a large dragon who guarded the chasm, which means the deep openings in the earth in Delphi, from which prophetic vapors emerged. In other words, according, and that's not in the Bible now, we're going to Acts chapter 16 in the Bible, but I'm describing by the definition and the custom and the manner. Many devils that you have to break, you have to understand, listen to me, to us in our modern day, that's a definition. Got that, baby girl? But in their days, it was a religious belief. In their days, they believed just like we believe the scriptures. They believe that this spirit of Python that guarded this chasm in the earth, this opening in the earth, that Python, that demon was there guarding it and there was prophetic vapors that would come up. And these vapors would give direction and oracles and people would come to get an impartation of that. So the young lady that we find here, that damsel that we find in the book of Acts, she believed that doctrine. It's just like today, the many, and I'm going to say it, I know I'm going to make you mad, but I don't care. Many New Agers are mixing together, amen, all kinds of things, and people are getting all kinds of prophecies and revelations and guidances and leading. This is why, sweetheart, I don't play with evil. I'm a Pisces, I'm a Gemini, and I'm a Sagittarius. You know why I don't play with it? Because I'm saying that something else outside of God defines my nature. In other words, if you're saying that's what's going to happen to me in the morning because my horror, and I like the way they say it, horror and a scope. They almost told you, didn't they? Because if you fool with it, it ends up becoming a horror on a large scope. Now, the bottom line is, amen, that's just a part of that same spirit of Python where people will get divine direction from something that was not God. 
So this woman at Delphi, now number, the next thing about this woman, I mean, we're going to start at Acts chapter 16, but I want you to get, get an understanding. Once again, it was a large dragon, a serpent, who guarded the chasms at Delphi from which prophetic vapors, somebody said prophetic vapors. And these vapors would come out of there, and those who inhaled them and those who took them in either got prophetic direction or prophetic impartation. Got that? Somebody say prophetic direction or prophetic impartation. I believe the basis of thinking that, that you were born out of your mother's belly with a veil over your eyes and now you have a prophetic gift, I believe that type of teaching and understanding came directly straight from the occult. You get the action. How many of y'all read 1 Corinthians chapter 12? You find your mom's afterbirth in there anywhere? Yeah, I done lost somebody, didn't I? I'm going to go there again. When you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts of the Spirit, it says give, the gifts of the Spirit are given up severally as what? Y'all read, don't you? It said the gifts of the Spirit are divided severally as He wills. In other words, the gifts of the Spirit is given by the Holy Ghost, ain't it? Or, is they, or do you got the gifts in your life because you were born with afterbirth over your eyes? Well, I can tell they're a seer. That baby was born with afterbirth, so now you're a prophet. No, I maintain to tell you that the gifts of the Spirit are put within you by the Holy Ghost, and they are interpartations of the Holy Ghost. There are anointings of the Holy Ghost, and they get in you by the new birth and the Holy Ghost. Just in case somebody in here in West Virginia tonight is believing that you are a seer because you were born with a veil over your eyes, I'm telling you, give Python up. Because that doctrine and that teaching did not originate in God. And I, once again, can I hear how many have read 1 Corinthians chapter 12? Excuse me. I can't hear you, soldiers. How many have read about the gifts of the Spirit? Did you see any of the superstitions in there? Did you see any of the custom and manners in there? Did you see any of the old wife's fables in there? Then why in the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, you're using fables and old traditions and superstitions to validate a gift in you? Now, here goes where some folk confused. Are you trying to tell me that I couldn't be born prophetically? Hey Amen. Yeah, you come from families that are saved. Somebody got the Holy Ghost on them. You be birthed into a family that's got God in their life. You be birthed, amen, under the power of the Holy Ghost with a family line that is serving God. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You have an anointing on your life. But that gift did not come from afterbirth. And your life is not going well because you're Sagittarius or Gemini or a Pisces. And in case you want to delve into this a little bit better, in my book called Deliverance from Santeria, Voodoo, and Horoscope and Astrology in Hinduism, I spell this out real clear in that little $10 book in there. The reason why demons are able to intermingle with the church is because we hold on to superstitions that are not based upon Bible. I don't care what he said. I know what I believe. Keep the demon then. Do you understand me? See, when you want to talk about real deliverance teaching, it will mess with, it will mess with your heritage. It'll mess with your ideology. Baby girl, I was born June the 13th. Why, doesn't that make me a Gemini? No, it makes me an ivory that was born on June the 13th. 
What makes a difference in my life is that some time ago, over 40 some years ago, I was born again. And I, amen, now I do have a sign. And it's these signs that follow them that believe. And it's not an astrological sign. God knows the stars can't even keep themselves up in the air. Now I'm saying all of this to try to give you the mindset of the area where Paul came from. They had embedded traditions that Python was able to dwell in. Now what am I trying to say to the church here? I'm trying to say to you that you can have a genuine gifts of the spirit operating in your life. But if you hold on to, somebody say a real gift, a real anointing, no doubt about it, but I got a superstition that I have attached to it. Now, then what happens to you is you have a real valid gift, but your interpretation and your acceptance, somebody say, interpretations can open the door to bondage and acceptance of false superstitions can open the door to bondage. So what you will have is a church when people who talk about, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty man and fire, greater is he that's within me than he lives in the world. Except when I was born with afterbirth across my eyes. That makes me now a seer. That makes me now an oracle. Now if that's bothering you a little bit, I understand. Because God is not making room for our superstition and said he'll reevaluate and rechange what he says. Your Bible never once ever mention using afterbirth, veils over their eyes, or any such doctrine as a sign. Find the Bible. Give it to me. Anybody, give it to me. Come on. You, bet, you, you can Google with that, can't you? Google it. Find it. You bet. Come on. Do your search engine. Can't do it, can you? You know why? Because it didn't come in the Word. And I have met people, amen, who have taken on, amen, superstition. They've taken on old wife's fables. Oh, yes, I mean what I do. I know I am making somebody out there so mad you're about ready to chew nails and spit out thumbtacks. But guess what? I mean to. Because what happens to the church when they accept any belief and tap that on a spiritual life, it can open you up to dual manifestations. Why can't it just be Jesus? Why can't, it be, why can't the Lord be enough? Or do we have to go, instead of give the, follow what the creator gave, do we have to go to the creation? In other words, if I ask you to, what does God say? For the Bible says this, here goes another, oops. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Can I hear amen? The steps of a good man are ordered by the? Just as soon as since I am a Gemini, then my steps are ordered by? Since I'm a Pisces, my steps are ordered by the? Isn't it amazing? Same newspaper that give you a horoscope won't want to hear much of your Jesus, but that's what you got to read to guide your life. Now, what does that have to do with Python? Boy, this is good, ain't it? What does that have to do with Python? It has to do with the fact that this demon has infiltrated society and people are looking for direction or a word and they're misconceived the very origin of where this came from. That spirit of Python was even back there then mimicking, representing what's supposed to be the leading of God through the stars and through the heaven. Didn't you even know that there were astrological signs that were dragons and serpents? Python was there. Python was in the garden, whispering in the mind of Eve, saying, Yea, have God really said? 
Some of us right now, because we've been raised with these old superstitions, you're having a yay that God really said moment right now. Because what he said to Eve was, thou shalt not, surely not. Somebody said, listen to Python, serpent. Are y'all getting this? Now I'm saying it like this because when we get ready to start busting these devils, you'll understand that the reason why they're coming out because I convinced you to unlatch the trueness that is in God and you from the mixture. I will not accept that the reason why I'm anointed and called to preach was because afterbirth was over my face and the doctor cleared it and that was a supernatural sign that I'm called to preach and prophesy. I will not accept it. I will accept that I'm baptized, blood washed, born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost gave gifts severally as he will. And that's the reason why I prophesy. The gifts of the Spirit are not predicated on afterbirth. My life is not guided by the stars. It's not guided by anything, but the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. But by the time Paul came, are you getting this, folks? By the time the Apostle Paul came, it was an accepted thing Go to Delphi, to a damsel, to what they called them, the name for them at that time was called a Sybil. And this Sybil was a seer who would give you prophetic words. This girl, girlfriend, in Acts chapter 16, she was good. She, she had yielded to that demon until she was awful. She had yielded to that demon so well that probably for some of us got saved, we'd have called her on the phone if we could. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? She had an accurate gift that was motivated by a demon and she wanted to do what any python wants to do, join the fellowship. Now there are many ministries who do not have this teaching. Number one, sometimes the preacher don't know it. Sometimes they don't have the guts and sometimes the people don't want to hear it. So they come in the church with these superstitious southern Caribbean, African, black, Brazilian, English, and European fables. And they attach it on the Holy Ghost and don't know they've got a mixture. And then when you ask them, is that in the Bible? Well, I know my grandmama said that, and grandmama, and grandmama can't be wrong. After all, after she died, she's in heaven now, all of a sudden watching over you, correct? Somebody said, next. I know I'm messing with you. Now, what all this got to do with Python? That python spirit has infiltrated us so strongly, amen, that it's already working. You would never go to this woman in Delphi. You would never go to this damsel. But the work that that demon has done has already infiltrated our society and tell people, we had a young girl in our church, amen, years ago, real small teenager, this, you might remember this, this girl ran her mother's phone bill up to almost three or four hundred dollars calling the psychic hotline, calling someone with a python spirit. Does everybody understand me? Now, as I said, this is, not, this is one that's going to make some seats uncomfortable up in here. It's going to make some folks uncomfortable listening in it. Because what this demon has done is comfortably got into our society. Now, let me go down and, and wrap in this scripture here. In other words, go ahead and jump to this verse in here. Amen? Acts chapter 16, verse 16. God, I thank you for this teaching tonight. God, I praise you. And I give you glory for it. Because I pray that young, young ladies like you, soldier, I pray that the message touch your heart, amen, and that you don't live your life by no horoscope or astrology. You don't buy into it. 
I pray, amen, unlike some of us older generation, because some of us older generation, we got stuff. We got stuff that we keep on to, and you can't convince us. I'm praying that God opens the eyes of young guns like you, and y'all stand flat-footed and begin to say, I refuse. Give me Jesus plus nothing. It came to pass. Now watch this. Now once again, I gave you the setting of the woman. She worked her living and the living of the people who were with her, the money they made was selling prophecies. Blood, selling prophetic words was what she did. Selling directions from a so-called God, but it was not God. It came to pass as we went to prayer. Somebody said as we went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination and Python is a divination spirit. A certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Now in short, in other words, amen, this woman here met them. Somebody said she met them. In other words, where were they going? To, where were they going? And this spirit has the ability to go to prayer with you. A certain angel which had a, was a possessed with a spirit of, of devastation met us, which brought a master's much gain, but they were on their way to prayer. So it has the ability to join in a session. And almost not be detected. Somebody said it'll join in a session. And almost not be detected. Say it's joined many of our churches. And almost is not detected because they don't teach about this thing. So you come in and, and can we talk? I'm just talking. I'm, somebody said, we're just talking here. Somebody said, example only. Let me pick up my boy so I won't make nobody here mad. So Elder Marvin, he comes to my church and he's a part of my intercession group. But I don't know that Elder Marvin still likes to guide his life by astrology. He sees nothing wrong with, uh, you know, you know, getting a, you know, a little word every now and then, you know, calling it on in and letting some psychic give him a word or two, and he's on intercession. Do y'all understand me? Then, 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 then El Germain, or we'll just call him Germain for the sake of, he's just coming in. He comes in and what have you. And I never understand that, amen, most of his life, that's how he lived. I remember with this sister. And one time I was doing a service and a person kept asking me, do you have a word for me? One of the services was a person that kept asking me, do you have a word for me? Do you have a word? And I turned around and the Holy Ghost said, ask them a curious question. I said, okay. And I turned around and said to him, I said, can I ask you a question? He said, what? I said, when you were in the world, did you go to a lot of psychics and that type of thing? He said, oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. I said, you're still trying and aren't you? Now I'm going to lose somebody. Now did I say he was wrong for asking did I have a word from God? But I'm trying to tell you that if you don't understand, amen, there's some of the stuff that you bring in that you need to get delivered from. The early church had to de get delivered from some stuff. This woman, if she'd have been in our, most of our churches, we would have made her head of intercession or the prophetic team. She, would have, that python demon would have infiltrated. Now, the next thing I want you to understand about a python spirit, somebody say about a python spirit. A python spirit can get in a minister with a genuine gift who gets, gets messed up, and the next thing you know, he's selling prophetic words. 
In other words, this spirit has the ability, this spirit can also prophetically, this spirit can raise money. Somebody say it with me. Python can raise money. He usually attacks the prophetic gift as well. Well, the next thing you know, amen, you have a price on the prophetic. And you start manipulating and controlling. Give a real prophetic word, but you start doing it for certain amounts. Am I losing anybody? Oh, y'all seen these jokers come through. Some of you have been victims of them. Because when they do this, they operate under a spirit of mesmerizing and control spirits. And the next thing you know, uh, uh, God is showing me right now, that maybe, uh, there's, there's five of you, uh, 500, and what have you. And then you go, pray the Lord, and then you go one up for a $500 prophecy, but won't pay your tithes. Is anybody understanding me? Now, here goes, don't get confused. Okay, is it possible the Lord can speak to our life uh, to sow a certain seed for a mission that we're doing? Yes! It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a person who uses the gospel and manipulates lives as a practice. Does anybody get me? So this is kind of heavy. I mean, we, we, we're talking about sometimes. Listen, I'm not talking about the Lord dealt with someone and said that so many di different ones of us say, man, can sacrifice and make a sacrifice. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a prophetic hustler, a prophetic pimp. That what he does or what she does is hustle people for money. And they're in the Bible. Second Peter 2.15 says, Which have forsaken the right way and gone straight, following the way of Balaam, and uh, the son of Bozar, who loved wages of righteousness. Balaam, amen, was a real prophet. But he started selling out. So he would sell a prophetic word, change a prophetic word for money. This woman, and, and you can't, you'd have to be blind to miss it in this teaching. This girl made money by soothsaying, and now she comes to the church. And I maintain to tell you that that spirit of Python is in our churches. In the area where I lived at, one, pro, one prophet came through, preached at this church, told them everybody that sold $100 tonight is going to be a millionaire. And people were borrowing money. Folks who claimed they didn't have anything but it, they were pulling money out of everywhere. First of all, I'm going to tell you what Python did in that service. He tapped into their greed. Now, one person took the time, maybe some did, I'm just saying this basically as a, as a presentation. Hardly anyone took the time to realize they were being hustled. And that's just what this prophet did from church to church. Man, operated in the beginning with a genuine real gift. But somewhere along the line, Python got in, and his prophecies were accurate, but his spirit became contaminated. And then there's another gang, don't play yourself, and I've run into them across America. Some of them call themselves evangelists, and I'm not talking about evangelists like Philip. They're soothsayers. They're root workers. They give you incantations, spells, oils, and candles. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And so these type of people, amen, with a spirit of python, he has the ability to contaminate a person until they're all about the dollar, all about the Benjamins. And the church feeds into it because you want a prophetic word. And then the next thing you know, your people are under a seducing spirit and a doctrine of a devil. 
Another thing about a, prophet, a python spirit, teaches nothing, just works the audience. This woman, are you seeing this? When girlfriend came to that ministry, she came off the street operating and made no change. The prayer, now y'all can say, well, we just would have prayed her out. The prayer, she joined. We would have, we, we bad up in kingdom of glory. We would have, we would prophesied her out. She prophesied witching. So they said the same followed Paul and us and cried, these men are servants of the most high God were showing us the way of salvation. Somebody said she told the truth. So uh, uh, deliverance warfare 101 wouldn't have worked with her. Prophecy 101 would have failed. What is prophecy 101? If it's a true prophetic word, it'll be true. Look at your neighbor and say, it can be a true prophetic word. But it's who's speaking that makes the difference. In other words, who is giving that prophetic word makes the difference. The operation and the fruit. Somebody said a fruit. Amen. You can prophesy accurately. I just want to check out two things. What spirit is speaking and what fruit do you have when you're doing it? I might want to add a third one. Since you're sitting there, I'm going to add a third one. What's your motive? Is God really telling you that the seed that you're pulling on is something he's doing? Or is that the act that you do every place you go? Now, as I said again, I'm going to make quite a few people angry here. But there's been a lot of people. You know when you can tell you've been had? When you come out of the service and come to your right mind and realize... You almost feel like you've been molested. You almost feel like, oh my God. How many has ever been there? Anybody ever had these type of experiences? Now once again, I am not talking about a valid, real planting of a seed. I'm talking about using a spiritual gift and hustling the people. If you don't have the money, the prophecy don't come. Every one of y'all that sows $500 tonight, praise God. Amen. God's going to give y'all a new home. Amen. You're all going to get a mansion and what have you. Amen. God, show me. How many of y'all, y'all ready to bring it up, bring it up. And you fall for it. And then you go, well, he was right. Because he told me my address. And I meant to say that exactly the way I said that. Because it's a demon that's operating. And it's manipulated in the church. And it was able to join the church. Number one, because the church didn't discern it. Number two, because the person wasn't willing to get delivered. And number three was because we as a body has allowed mixtures to come in here. And if you don't have deliverance and you don't have the teaching, that demon will dwell in a person. They will operate under a dual manifestation. I could ask some of you right now, have you ever seen a person with a valid gift? And then you know also when they got off into something that wasn't that gift. And your answer would be yes. And I'm trying to say to you, this woman right here with that python spirit would have intermingled with the general church. Why do you think we had so much stuff? How do you think these serpentine kundalini spirits got into the body of Christ? Let me give you some update. Can we talk? Baby girl, would you believe that in regions of Florida and regions of America, a spirit came through that had people barking like dogs and they claimed it was the Holy Ghost? And that was the Holy Ghost. 
Do you hear me? If I tried to convince you that was the Holy Ghost, what would you look at me and think? I don't know as much Bible as you do, brother, but that sounds kind of weird to me. Took people on the floor slithering like snakes with their tongues going back and forth, and nobody discerning that it's a demon. One other guy had a thing called token for Jesus. Like you took on marijuana, you know, had a little thing. Talking for Jesus, I'm drunk in the spirit. And the church just was enjoying itself, never understanding they were operating under a Pythonian Kundalini spirit. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? Give God a big, big hand, praise. I know this is. This woman, if Paul had not discerned her and dealt with her, this woman would have been a part of the New Testament church and she would have defiled the ministry. She would have given, when a pure spirit of Python, I saw a spirit of Python going to church. Now listen to me, this is y'all's apostle, correct? This is the point leader of your church, correct? All of a sudden, a person can come in here with a Python spirit and that, that somebody said, not always the case. But this can happen. I saw it happen in one church, amen, years ago. That's the pastor. That's the leader. That's the point person. They, someone came in prophesying. They all got mesmerized at the prophesying. And from then, next thing you know, the person, the person was leading the church by prophecies and revelation. Python had got involved with that body until they had a pastor with no power but Python giving direction. And the people no longer wanted to hear the word, they wanted a word. That's another sign when something is out of whack, where they want to get a word instead of hear the word. I wouldn't care if it's deliverance. Deliverance shouldn't even take the place of the Bible, Bible study, prayer, reading, study, other things of the gospel. If all we do is deliverance, we're unbalanced, we're weird. Did anybody get that? Give God a great big hand, praise. What that Python spirit was trying to do in that woman, she was not coming there to get saved. She was coming there because she saw that the same way that she gave a word, they were doing it. But she failed to realize one thing. They hadn't gone to Delphi for the vapors. They got the power of the Holy Ghost. They got anointed with that and a mighty burning fire. They got the real deal. Come on, somebody said the real deal. Every time, brother, the occult meets the real deal, the occult wants it. Simon saw the real deal in Philip. Philip went down into Samaria and preached Christ. Devils casting out, folk getting healed. Philip had everybody mesmerized by his sorcery and his witchcraft, but when the real deal came, somebody said when the real deal came, that's the reason why I say to you, amen, if you got a mixture, let's get the real deal. If you've been relying on the anointing in your life by a veil over your eyes or an astrological thing, let's get the real deal. Because the real is far better than the counterfeit. Philip went down to Samaria and did all that work. All of a sudden, Simon the sorcerer had the whole city messed up. Turned around and said, you know what? I want what he got. Now you're doing a job when the people in your coast say, you know what they I've been doing this and I bound up everybody, but I want what he got. Look at somebody and say, thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. I've said this on a thousand tapes, but I need to say it in West Virginia, okay? What messed up the Azusa Street Revival was that William Daddy Seymour, yes, right, the black brother that was the pastor, 
of the Azusa Street Church, he allowed the psychics to come in and fellowship in the ministry, and it became a mixture. He was warned by William Parham, don't do this, but he had a good heart. How many know Python gets in sometime because you're so nice? Somebody coming in all weird, and you know right well that that spirit is not the same spirit you got in your church. Amen. And all of a sudden, you'll push the real other prophetic aside, but all of a sudden, you let this other thing step up. And then the next thing you know, amen, your ministry has a strange demon over it. I usually, sometimes I've gone to ministries across America, and I have watched, I have watched these demons. I've watched the one that everybody raves over. They said, that right there, that's the head so-and-so. And I look at it and think to myself, head demon. That thing, is, that thing right there is a python. Never come up for deliverance. Never. When deliverance comes, that spirit slithers somewhere else. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Listen, from me to you, let me do you a favor. Every leader needs to sit down and have somebody pray over them and see what's operating in there and make sure it's all the Holy Ghost. Or every leader should be honest enough to say, Lord, I don't want a mixture. Oh, I got so much Holy Ghost, it could be no mixture in me. That's what's wrong with you. You think you got it so deep, you're so awesome and so powerful that you can't have a mixture. Well, I want to give you a scoop that there is the beginning of almost getting messed up. When the enemy convinces you that you can minister to everybody else's problem, but you got none at all. Moving right along. This girl, baby girl, you my point lady today. This girl, honey bun, would have wanted to join the church. Most folks wouldn't have paid it no attention. And matter of fact, where saints go, that people bring that false thing in, three or four of your folk would just get right with it. So I'll tell you what, I don't know what people don't like them for because I tell you, they really minister to me. Why? Because they gave you a prophetic word that pleased your flesh. Python has the ability to speak to you what you want to hear and make you feel real comfortable about it. I bet. The same Paul appalling us for many days, saying these men are servants of the Most High, which show unto us the way of salvation. This she did many days. Somebody said she did it many days. How aggravating that must have been to Paul. They had this thing, a demon coming in more, uh, many days. So you know what she was probably doing? She would, you know how we're turning church out? Saints, we'll see you tomorrow night for the next intercession. And she's going right on back out there and once again doing her Dalphanian witchcraft, doing her Pythonian witchcraft, doing that sorcery, doing that stuff she was doing, amen, with her soupsaying. So here she was, soupsaying there and coming back to service. Many days. I don't think they stayed there every all, all day and all day long. They probably had a break. I'm just paraphrasing. But no matter what it was, girlfriend did not quit her job. Somebody said, but deliverance is coming. Verse 18, this she did many days, and Paul being grieved. Somebody said, Paul was grieved. Now, one other way to detect, one other way to discern Python, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's operating in a big-name prophet. One way to discern it is, you'll feel yuck. Anybody ever have some, found some Holy Ghost yuck? Everybody just raving over that thing. You need to let so-and-so. I'm telling you, brother, there's something else. They told me that when people were barking like a dog, they said, Apostle Hopkins, are you going down there to get that? I tell you, that anointing is out. I thought to myself, said, oh, no, I have two dogs. <laughs> and if you would listen during that time, certain things would come out like, 
uh, we need this. Because if the word of God was all that we needed and what have you, we would be at a deeper place in God. This is what we need. So they relied upon an external experience and never really understand. Listen, for a human to bark like a dog, spirits have to get into the auditory nerve. They have to operate in the voice box. I have seen in scripture a donkey talking like a man. But I've never seen God have a man burrow like a donkey. I've seen him prophetically make a chicken go cock-a-doodle-doo on time. Did you get that? Yeah. On time. You got me, baby girl? Wait, you know the story where Peter was told for the cocktails thrice, you'll deny me? I've seen that happen, but I didn't see people come up, Peter coming like, ah, but how did the church buy that? How did the church buy that? It bought it because it was ready to accept experiences outside of the word. It was ready to accept some kind of thing, but never judge its origin. Whatever comes over my body, whatever happens within my mind, whatever comes within our church, I want to find out its true, direct origin. And if it's no Bible for it, I'm going to put it on pause. They said, why are you pausing that apostle? Ain't got no Bible for it yet, bro. Does everybody understand me? <laughs> Look, I saw, Lord have mercy in these years of preaching, sweetheart. I've seen some stuff. I've seen a person call themselves praise dancing and actually do a sensual dance. I mean, really, I mean, the whole works. And the women in the church was going like, somebody would have set that thing down. Husband's getting hunched because that thing was not delivered. And it had to be shut down. And there is a real praise dance. And there is a beauty. But there's also a spirit that likes to get in the church and counterfeit. Now this is a spiritual warfare training. So we're going to talk heavy to you. We're going to bring it. Everybody understand me? This girl. Main job, what that demon really wanted to do was to prophetically enter there with a spirit that was prophesying but was not God. Does everybody understand me? This she did many days, but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit. Somebody said he said to the spirit, I command thee in Jesus' name, come out of her. And he came, and he came out the same hour. Somebody said he came out the same hour. Amen. So what should we do with Python? What should we do with any mixture? Get him out this same hour. Get rid of him. But some spirits like this will not dislodge themselves or leave until you stop believing the doctrine that built them in you. You understand me? Does everybody understand what I'm saying? And I'm going to go back to this again. Just harp it because this is a training class. How in the world do the Holy Ghost filled people go through classes on gifts of the spirit, revelatory gifts, prophetic gifts, and this type of gift, and then all of a sudden you say to them then, now you understand that a veil over your eyes is not why you're prophetic. And they go like, they get a, you know, that, that look like, I can't let that go. Why? why? Why can't you let a fable go? Why can't you let, let something go that has no Bible verse? I said to you earlier, I said it again, I said to y'all on the tape, Email me, inbox me, YouTube me, Facebook me, whatever. Show it to me. And I guarantee you, you can't. Because its origin 
was never based upon the Holy Ghost. Give God a great big hand, praise. What the spirit of Python, how it operates. First of all, amen, the spirit of Python, it squeezes the life out of church ministries. It will join, its main aim is to join and squeeze the life out of it. It hides behind unchecked, undiscerned, and untested prophetic words. And it will, and it does have the ability to give an accurate prophetic word. But its origin and its fruit is obviously not of God. Listen, baby girl. There is a wind already out here in America. And the preachers are operating with this wind. And it is a wind that is accepting. Any spirit speaking through anybody, and we're including them all. And it has hit the church already. Some preachers are teaching psychic and accepting it. Some preachers, some who was filled with the Holy Ghost years ago, now they have no problem accepting psychics, witches, warlocks, and sorcerers. They have no problem with it. Do you understand me? And we that are in deliverance, the only way we're going to stay level and be able to keep them devils from infiltrating our churches, from infiltrating our lives, is to preach the truth. And guess what? It's not popular. This won't fill a church. This won't fill a church, honey. This type of teaching is not one that folks rush out to hear. What people rush out for is a prophetic word from a python demon that manipulates and controls. As long as it said, well, I know what this said was right, though. But did you ever check the source? And then here goes, listen, and guess what the game they play with your generation is? Ain't nobody got a right to judge. You know what they're saying? Put your brain on lockdown. Put your rationality on lockdown. Put your judging and discerning of scriptures on lockdown. Put your study to show yourself approved on lockdown. Amen. Try the spirit to see whether they be of God. Put that on lockdown because ain't nobody need to judge. I tell you what, people who don't judge things ends up usually running into something and feeling sad afterwards. Does everybody understand me? You give me a prophetic word, I'm going to distinguish it. I'm going to judge it. I'm going to look at it. You hear me? Come out of here too weird, too weird. I'm buying the lease on you. Slip it down here and tell me the Lord is telling me that you got a powerful man to three. I said I do, and out in Jesus' name, I'll start with you. Give God a great big hand, praise. Its main thing is to join a fellowship. Got that? If it ain't coming in through an outright occult person, and in which I've been harping on this all this long time, if Python doesn't come in, write this in your notes, this is real good. If this demon does not come in outright from the occult, it will ride in on superstitions and beliefs that you have that they can operate through. Call anything the Holy Ghost that doesn't originate from the Holy Ghost, and you operate in it, you'll get another ghost. Now, hey, now, I would like, like for somebody, Brother Marvin, could you get your Bible to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 
Everybody get with him. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verses 3 through 4. Is everybody all right? Everybody okay? So now, now we're breaking Python down to you. Why? It's because, amen, you are deliverance people. You're going to face this thing. You're going to face people that have this spirit in them. And listen, they, were, they, they could have a real valid gift, but have a mixture. And you will see it come back and forth. And when you start to pray with them, sometimes you will come up and you say, you know one thing? You've got a mixture in here. You've got to get that way. And the only way you're going to get them free, now listen to me. You Demons, casting out demons is not strong-arming. What do I mean by strong-arming? You, you know, in a club, they strong-arm somebody, throw them out, and, and, the, and the guy is so strong that throws them out that he can't get in because he can't beat the guy, right? Well, deliverance is not like that. The only way you can keep a demon out of someone that you're helping is to put truth in its place. Does you understand me? In other words, I could cast a demon out of Elder Germain of, let's say, false prophecy and what have you. And, but yet, Elder Germain still holds on to a false belief. That demon will come right back. And somebody will go, well, didn't you just cast it out? Yes, you cast the demon out, but not the cause of its occupation. Aren't we talking here? So, therefore, it's more than just <coughs> come out. You should know truth. Truth makes free. The doctrines, the ideas, the superstitions, the beliefs, the ideology has the ability. Young lady one time called me, said, said uh, Pastor Ivory, I need you to pray for me. She said, Jesus takes all of, care of all of my needs. I said, that's wonderful. He does mine too. She said, no, you don't understand. Jesus, uh, uh, some nights Jesus comes and sleeps with me. I said, excuse me? Now, I didn't want TMA. That's too much information. Because uh, I'm a gentleman. And she said, he told me that I'm the bride of Christ. I said, so am I. I said, but what are you saying? And I defined to her what the bride of Christ was. And she said, no, 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 what I'm talking about, I'm married to Jesus. And he actually physically comes and has intercourse with me nights. I said to her, I said, baby girl, that's not according to the word of God. I said, that is a deception you've got yourself. There are a succubus spirit operating in your life, sweetheart. It's a demon. And she believed what I was telling her. You hear me? And I said to her, I said, now, sweetheart, she said, well, will you pray for my deliverance? I said, let's start where I really need to start. I said, are you fully convinced that what you've been accepting, making you feel sexually good, that it's not God? She said, I, I, you showed me in scripture that's not God. I said, are you willing to give up this demon lover? Because it does feel good. And you're not guilty of fornicating or anything. You're just sleeping with a demon. You don't understand me? And she said, yes, I am. So I got her first. I had to dislodge the lie the thing was living in. And by the time I was got in the middle of the conversation, that demon come up. No, no, no. I said, you got to go in Jesus' name. And we cast it out. To this day, she's still a member of my church. And to this day, she no longer has demons sleeping with her. Give God a great big hand, praise. But what got the demon in her was she believed. Most people who get captured by Python is because he will tell enough truth for you to believe. And then you not question the source. Everybody with me? Second Corinthians 11, 3 and 4. And this is another manifestation of Python. Here's what Paul said here in Second Corinthians chapter 3. Amen. We'll start at verse 3. Are you with me, people of God? Hallelujah. Amen. He said, but I fear lest as any means that the serpent be God even through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now who's, who, 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 who beguiled her? Somebody said serpent. Say it, serpent. serpent. 
Amen. Serpent. Now watch this. And, it, and if he that cometh unto you preaches what? Say it with me. Another Jesus. So one of the things that a serpent or python will do is preach another Jesus. Whom we have not preached. That's what's happening right now. We are, we're, lots of people out here today are preaching another Jesus. Not the one that we know, another one. Also, if he that you, you receive, somebody said receive another spirit. Amen. I've known of people, amen, saying that the spirit of God, when, when the spirit of God gets on me and what have you, uh, some, they'll be talking about weird stuff and I'm going to you, not Bible. You understand what I'm saying to you? Not Bible. Oh, gosh. I can share this and make sense. Uh, I went to one state in Maryland, and there was a thing in the whole entire ministry. Everybody that got the Holy Ghost had to have this. And if not, and what have you, you didn't have it. In other words, a particular thing that was shaking on the body. Now, does the anointing of God sometimes have effects on the body? Look at your neighbor and say, yes. Say, what he's getting ready to the statement he's making is not always the case. So please don't get twisted. It's not always the case. But listen at this. I, when I went to that fellowship, I looked over the whole body and the whole stream of hands were up. And they're all and eyes blank and, and like this. And, my, and on the inside, I said, this is weird. <laughs> and so I'm up praying. I was there doing deliverance service, doing teaching, deliverance teaching. And this one girl was up front. And she was just going, she was at the altar, and she was just going, 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 going. And the Holy Ghost said, turn around. Now, I'm right, standing right beside her. Holy Ghost said, turn around, whisper in her ear, and say, I bind that rhythmatic spirit now. I said to her, somebody say, not. not. Always, always the case. One more time. Not always the case. So I turned around to her, and I said to her, in Jesus' name, I bind that rhythmatic spirit in your hands now. And I said, sis, she said, yes. I said, watch this. I loose it. And her hands started right back up. And she said, Brother Hopkins. I said, yes. She said, I'm not doing that. I said, I know. I said, how did you get this? She said, it was an evangelist that came to our church. And everybody that he laid hands on came out doing it like this. And I asked him to lay hands on me. And now I'm doing the same thing. I said, well, watch this. I bind you. I loose you. I bind you. I loose you. I bind you. I said, are you quite convinced that's not God? She says, I want it out. Somebody said again, not always the case. Now, don't be nobody be so ignorant that you see somebody's hand like that. And you go, I bind the rabbinic spirit. Come on now. Does everybody understand me? This woman picked up a religious demon that was mimicking what they called the anointing. She asked for that thing to enter her with someone laying on of hands, and they got it. Now, I want to ask you all again. Here we go again. We're going back to that Bible. Anybody ever read in the Bible where that I'm supposed to lay hands on you and your hands tremble? But she accepted that act because that's what the rest of the church was doing through this evangelist. God delivered her. Now look at your neighbor again and say, not always the case. Give God a great big hand, please. Now why did I share that with you? She received another spirit. 
Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So when you had these things, so Python it shows up here in 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 the in the garden with another God, and, and Paul talks about it later on with another gospel, another spirit, and another Jesus. Give God a great big hand, please. All right, I'm gonna move on quickly because I know. Look, I know that I'm dumping. I know that I'm dumping a, a lot on you. I know that we are hitting you with an awful lot. But you call this a spiritual warfare conference, and this is what we do, and this is what I see across the nation. This is what we've had come in our church. And we've seen God deliver people. We've seen one lady who was being raised with this python demon. There was a voodoo spirit. And God set her free. These gentlemen was at our church during the time when she went to our church. That demon came down the middle of the aisle dancing with everyone else. It looked like a real praise dance. And what it was was her eyes rolled back in her head, the whites of her eyes shone, and she was riding what they call the pony. But it was actually a spirit from the time where she worked voodoo. And God delivered her from the mixture. Look at your neighbor say, the mixture. Say it again, the mixture. Amen. Now, the python spirit, the job of the python is the constrictor. It stifles the gifts. So sometimes the reason why the gifts can't flow on you, Python tries to stifle it. I'm going to get ready to wrap it up, folks, because I'm hitting so fast, hitting so hard. I'm going to get ready to wrap it up, okay? Because I don't want to give y'all an overload. <laughs> Man, I just want to go with this bad boy here. The spirit stifles. Also, it, it causes you it, man, it, it causes you to feel like you're strangled or choked. Strangled or choked. Now, this is not every time you feel like you're strangling, but that's what the python does. It chokes the anointing. It chokes the gifts. And when I use choke here, I'm not talking about chokes. I'm talking about stifled. Your flow gets messed up. You can't flow in the anointing. I've dealt with people where we try to get them baptized with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and something strangles them. And their tongue goes... Mm, mm, mm. And then when we break the occult spirits that they were once involved in, break, break these other demons that they used to get revelation and guidance and leadings from. So don't play yourself, folks. These people deal with the occult because they're trying to do the same thing you're doing. Get a leading. Isn't that hard to understand? I think in church sometimes, baby girl, we only think church folk worship hard. We only think church folk throw down in what they believe. These people that go to the occult, they believe in too. And they receive it too. But it's what they're receiving. So, this python also, amen, uh, some of the things that this spirit does is, it comes against intercession. Got that? It binds up the word. It can cause, it can cause oppression and depression. Python can. Got that? Uh, python has it, because I'm going to try to wrap this up. The spirit of python also lays eggs called cockatrice. Cockatrice. They get into a fellowship and whatnot and start laying manifestations of itself. They're, got that? Some pastors may recognize this apostle. You may have, have experienced this in the time that you pastored. Wherein you have a few people around a certain person and they all just act like the ringleader. The spirit of Jezebel in Revelations chapter 2, I think Revelations 2, 2.20, it says, I have a few things against thee because thou allowed that person that suffered that woman Jezebel which called of herself a prophet. So the spirit of Python has people calling themselves something they're not. Got that? 
called himself a prophetess and then had a leader and got in the church also with this python spirit it gives prophetic words and also it's a seducer somebody say a seducer it woos people in we've seen people and it's so funny it's almost humorous i've seen people come and say apostle i tell you she looks like she's, she's, she's she looks like she's a prophetess how does a prophetess look y'all because she have long hair short hair you know how does a prophetess look how does a prophet look I mean, one guy in the Bible had locusts and wild honey for his food. Camel skin on his, and it's on his back. But see, what happens is that charisma, that charismatic spirit gets folks seduced. And the next thing you know, amen, that's surely a prophetess. What, but that doesn't make you a prophetess. What makes you a prophet or a prophetess is the Holy Spirit giving the gift separately as he will. Please go back to gifts of the Spirit 101 class 3, the one you missed. Because I'm making you laugh, but I want to make you think. Because only here, what I'm saying, uh, go, go a little bit, but only here, what I'm saying is, is the reason why I'm finding all over the nations people who have demons infiltrate them because they are not relying on their biblical truth. They've been taught or the biblical truth from scripture. They're relying on a feeling or something telling them the truth, but never check, check the source. Or someone coming in, listen, I want to let you know, sister, God speaks to me all the time. And it ain't nothing ever gets by me, praise God, because God speaks to me. Listen to that arrogant demon. Leviathan doing all but just doing this. Ah, give God with me hand, praise. So I, 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 I'm trying to do my third, I'm getting ready to close thing here. But this thing chokes the word. Also, the spirit of Python, Bible says, the serpent looks for, whosoever breaks a hedge, the serpent bites. It looks for a hedge down. And then it starts giving crazy leadings. I'm trying to wrap this up. It looks for hedges. Somebody say a hedge. In other words, Python can get in a ministry. Now I want you to hear this. Hear this, apostle. Python can get in a ministry and it will attack a good leader. A good leader. Good support. And it will give a prophetic word that's straight from hell and divide the entire ministry. Python will speak and say something. I got a word for you. Uh, I know that God is God is sent for you to work right here where you are. And Python will go, you're being hindered. And then someone else will say, why ain't you got your own by now? Somebody say Python. Python will tap in on your insecurity. He'll tap in on your desire. He will also tap on your wanting to move faster than God is moving you. Python says, you're being held back. What did he say to Eve? God doth know in the day that you eat thereof, you shall be as God's. Knowing good and evil. Did you get me? What he told Eve was that God, when we break her down for you, glad you asked. He was telling Eve, God didn't want you to come up higher. Because he afraid that you might be like him. Somebody say Python. I'm talking about the type that I, here I want to expose the way that Python moves through a fellowship. Want to tell you another thing Python does? As I said, I'm still working with this thing. Python 
will tell you, it's time to shut down. Leave. Leave. But tells you nowhere to go because you don't have no place to send you. In other words, you were working and moving right in the divine purpose of God. And then Python begins to shift you. So in ministries, Python operates many times giving leadings. Listen, throughout a fellowship, I'm just playing. She tells her where she should be and, and then she shifts and she's all messed up. And seeing she came in with you, she goes with you and then... You are right now following behind someone that got a bad leading by someone that ain't got any subject to no authority, but they gave you word. Always be suspect of a word that can't ever reach your own spiritual covering and authority. Be suspect of that word. Python, if it had got in that ministry, it would have destroyed it. Tonight, soldiers, tonight, amen, I'm hoping that some of this helped you. I'm hoping it challenged your tradition. I'm hoping it challenges your superstition. I hope it makes you go to the Bible and see whether what these things I say were true. I hope it calls you to hold fast to that which is good but prove all things to see whether they be of God. I hope it does. I hope it makes you, baby girl, search the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they that testify of me. I hope you study to show yourself approved unto God, a good workman that's not ashamed to write the divine the word of truth. I hope that's what this teaching does because this spirit is in our churches. It's in ministries. I'm closing like this. I knew of a prophet that was strong, that was powerful, that was awesome. Now this prophet makes big money selling prophetic words, selling phone prophetic words. I mean big money. Now, Brother Hopkins, you must be jealous. I am not jealous of him because no matter what he makes, if it's not my money, it ain't mine. Well, hello. But a person that had a valid gift now is pimping and hustling the gospel. And then worse than that, now in his ministries, psychics and everything else is on the same pulpit with him. How'd that happen? How did a ministry start out with the Holy Ghost and now they got a mixture like that? Want another one? I know of one deliverance minister in one state who cast out devils just like I do, who, who preached against them, tore them down just like I do. Now is teaching new age. How did it happen? How did a warrior get reduced down to that? Python. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.